previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. I mean, talk about interesting. We walk in for the first time ever, and Michael Sands is there. Yeah. And lucky Bobby Godfrey was with us, so he introduced us. And Roxy, even at the end when we leave, she's like, okay, you're going to have to explain all that to me because I don't even know who you're talking to. I'm fanboying, and she's like, who is this guy? I was faking (laughs) my knowledge. Like what are what were we talking to this guy about? I was like, this was special. This, yeah. this visit and was the super two of them, Bobby and Chuck, were both uh, just like, like beside themselves. Fanboy. Yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. just I, like, okay. I had the same conversation with my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Littles. We tried, Roxy. We really tried to get a third wheel on this episode. We did. I mean, no one's either responding or no one wants Simon to just on. got back from his trip, so he was like, jet he's going lag. to bed, jet lag. Yep. Yep. Sid's on a flight home, yep. so she wasn't available. And you know, in their defense, it was very late notice. Always. But, you know, always. Yeah. So I gave a little. <laughs> To Chuck, didn't want to wake the baby up. He didn't reply. Asked Ritz a question that's referring to this episode. He didn't reply. So we're going to solo. That's okay. Yep. All right, Roxy. First things first. We got a box of that. We did. That was kind of cool. Jonathan Chopinski. Thank you so uh, much. Yeah, he sent us some Lots of treats. local goodies. Yeah. Some chips and mm-hmm. popcorn and cookies and cookies. burgers. Well, no, they're they're burgers cookies. Yeah. The ones that he sent to the big show. Yeah. And that was those were great. They were really uh, good. My little cousin really liked those. Really liked so them. So we really appreciate that. We appreciate all you supporters and everything you do. Remember, if you want to become a supporter of the podcast, we'd really appreciate it. You can do it for as little as 99 cents a month. You just go to our website. LoyalLittlesPod.com. Scroll to the bottom. The anchor link or Spotify link, whatever it's under now, is there. Yep. And if the reoccurring thing is too much and you don't want it to reoccur, you can just go to our Venmo page and use our code. LLPod. Just type in LLPod. Our podcast link will come up and you can do a one-time donation there. Yes. We really appreciate it. Not necessary, you know, yes. especially these boxes of that, but it's really, really sweet. We and really we just wanted to it. say a quick thank you. Okay. Now, we hope everyone had a wonderful Mother's Day weekend. Yes. Mm-hmm. We went up to see mom. Yep. So that was fun. Yep. And dad. Both. Yep. He happened to be there. <laughs> <laughs> but it was obviously Mother's Day. Your nephew doesn't quite get that, but that's okay. No, he was confused that my dad answered the phone. Well, so when well, he saw let's, my dad. Let's call it, wait, wait, let's call it what it is. He it's was not confused. a phone. Answered the computer because oh, it, was, it was the iPad. Yeah. Yeah. It they was the FaceTimed. Yeah. 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 So your dad picks up the phone. And so he's like, and happy so Father's he, Day. No, he said happy Mother's Day. Oh, but to your dad. But to my dad, because in his mind, he was like, oh, I'm going to say happy Mother's Day to Graham. And right, then Pops answered. And he kind of just stuck with what he had prepared. <laughs> and Pops, of course, was like, what? I'm not your mo- I'm not a mother. I'm a father. So... Happy Father's Day, whatever. So. And then it turned into, you know, Happy Uncle's Day. Well, I confused him. I'm like, when the hell is it a Happy Uncle's Day? Right. You know, there's, right. there's no day for uncles. Right. There's a day for croutons and a day for cough drops, <laughs> but not uncles. Or maybe there is. Maybe there is. There and I just don't know. probably is. But I mean, not like a major holiday or anything. No, 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 no. It should be like an aunt's and uncle's day. Yeah. You know, that would be nice. They have siblings day and grandparents day. Yeah, exactly. Why so, not? Yeah. Anyway, we had a good time. We actually went to Dairy Queen. We which did. is a huge hit for us because there's no Dairy Queens in New York anymore. No. We're really upset about that. Not in the city. Not right. in the city. You have to go to Jersey. Sid yep. actually told us the story. She's like, oh, I go out all the time. <laughs> she drives out. And I'm like, what about the bridge toll? She's like, oh, we don't. you just don't it's think about that. It's worth it. 
I'm like, wow, okay. So I tried something. Well, okay, first of all, Roxy got me a gift card for my yep. birthday. Yep. And so I went all out. Mm-hmm. I knew what I wanted. Yeah. But I wanted to be a little, I wanted to try something else. I don't want to go into it too much detail. It has to do with a future meet the littles guest. Right. Something might have been recommended to me. And so I wanted to try it. Yeah. So I did. I tried a cotton candy blizzard, which I didn't even know they had cotton candy no. blizzards. Had no idea. Uh, I let everyone try. I got a mini. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure if I was going to like it, but I wanted to try it. And then I got my cookie dough blizzard. You got uh, your M&M, right? M&M blizzard. Okay. Yep. So, but the cotton candy blizzard. Very good. Yeah. Very tasty. Highly yeah. recommend it, except... I wanted more cotton candy bits. Well, there's no chunks in it. There's nothing chunky in it no. because there is it's like the caramelized version right. of a cotton candy it almost felt like honestly it felt like i was eating pop rocks yeah a little bit you know? but not so poppy yeah they weren't poppy but that's kind of the crunchiness but you know how like i feel like all the other blizzards like especially cookie dough you have chunks of cookie yeah. dough you have m&ms yeah uh, your mom got a snickers i yep. believe and there's mm-hmm. chunks of snickers and stuff like that mm-hmm. that's what it needs but i don't know what that chunky stuff would be no bigger chunks of cotton candy well that might be a little overload though I don't know. I don't it, know. It was good. It was yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So we survived our trip up there. Uh, Quick. <laughs> what? <laughs> nice one, Chuck. Well, I don't mean like it had nothing to do with the, the in-laws. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I just meant we sure. went up, came back. <laughs> well, I had a good time. I mean, the Red Sox lost. They got swept over the weekend. That sucked. But other than that, it was. You just a, got called out. That's all. I got called out by you? No, that's not what I meant. Anyway, (laughs) mom and dad, it was a great trip. Thank you. Thank you for having us. They had a great dinner for us. And then they got mad at me for trying to buy dessert. I'm like, you had dinner for us. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of food, quick shout out. We already did this once, but right before we came on, Roxy and I finally, look, we tried to get Simon on. We've been holding off on eating the digestives. Is that what they're called? Mm -hmm. But we couldn't wait anymore. We're not eating the digestives. We're saving those. But what we did crack open, courtesy of United Biscuits, shout out, the McVitie's. Is that what, how do you say it? These are the hobnobs. And yeah. It says the Odie one, dark chocolate. <laughs> and I don't, if you remember about four or five episodes, actually, it was my birthday, right? Yep. I got it on my birthday. Yep. That's what I was opening yep. instead of acknowledging that there was people in the apartment waiting to yell surprise to me. Yes. Quick shout out to them again. Thank you so much for your generosity. We are saving the ones for the Brit of the podcast so he can enjoy those uh-huh. with us. But these are interesting. These are really good. You thought it was like walnuts. It's Odie I oats, th- right? Yeah, I thought there were nuts in it. I thought it was like macadamia nuts or walnuts or something. But then I realized, oh, no, they're oats. Yeah. No, no, no. Those Absolutely. are not nuts. Yep. All right, a couple things we wanted to get into. First, we had a couple emails. Apparently, about my obsession is one. <laughs> we heard from Lee Gordon, episode 80. Chuck, if you are fascinated by celebrity deaths. Now, wait a minute. I didn't say I was fascinated by celebrity deaths. <laughs> I, all right, let me just continue. He says, you need to check out some of these. He sent me all these links. Until 2017, the Dead People server kept track of all of them. It is archived here when he sent me the link. He then said it has switched to a Facebook group, which oh. since I have joined, or <laughs> of like, I think it's pending. I had to answer okay. some questions. I hope I get in. Uh, <laughs> those always crack me up. And then he said you might also be interested in the website findagrave.com. Hmm. Who would ever thought of this? And there's a similar one called billiongraves.com. Huh. I've never heard of any of these. No. Nope. Uh, but now you have. You're killing me. I don't have time to dive into this, but I'm going to, of course, at some point. <laughs> Chuck's I, never going to sleep again. No, I think it's cool because, and maybe we should get into this now, Roxy, schedule. Our schedule. Ugh, it's going to be crazy. 
We're going to try and do an episode over the weekend or next week. We're not sure. Chuck's leaving on Thursday. Yep. I'm heading out of town. I will be in Tempe, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'll get to meet up with Wilbon. I'm sure that won't happen, Whoa. but wouldn't that be cool? Is he out there? He lives out there. I, well, I don't know if he lives in Tucson or Tempe or Phoenix. I'm not sure where he lives, honestly. Yeah. I just know he's out there all the time in the okay. desert. But more importantly, if there's any littles... Uh, I will be going out to Gamage Auditorium to work on a soldier's play again. Yep. One of the guys needs a weekend off. So I'm going to go out and sub there. So I'll be there Thursday through Monday morning, basically. There's, I believe, five shows over the weekend. Give me a shout out. You know, maybe we can even meet up for a beverage or something. That'd yeah. be nice. I always love to meet littles on the road. Too bad you can't take Nigel's corner plaque with you. I know. How cool would that be? Put it well, wherever. I mean, like a flat Stanley. Flat right. Nigel. Right. Flat Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, so if you're out there, let me know. Uh, but the point is that the way our my schedule and the time difference and all that stuff, it's going to be tricky for us to get episodes out. We'll be back soon, though. Don't worry about that. But we're going to try. Just want to yeah. give you a heads up. So if there's no episode, you're not like, what the heck? Right. Okay. All right, let's move on. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Roxy. Please pardon me for being behind on the podcast and not knowing how the question of upper and lowercase letters came up. But now that you've heard the answer, which I did know... I love that. Humble brag. I have another question. What fills in the blank in this analogy? Uppercase is to capital as lowercase is to blank. Let me read that again. Uppercase is to capital as lowercase is to blank. I'm going to need your answer, Roxy. Let's see if you match mine. No, I don't know. I've always said capital and lowercase. I never had a, I don't think I ever had another term for lowercase. Right. Okay. Well, he continues. He says, I've asked some friends whom I thought might know, but have never gotten much of an answer, let alone a good one. Perhaps somewhere amongst the littles, there is a cunning linguist who can enlighten us all. Best regards from Suffolk County, Elliot Oshansky, episode 111. What's the opposite of capital? What? What's the opposite of capital? I don't know. I was even trying to think of like, I think the opposite, capital lowercase. That's what I thought. Is there a different, I was even thinking like a capital building, like the capital of, right. you know, is there yeah, a I was thinking different that building too. even, which I know has nothing to do with this, but I thought maybe that could be fun. I don't know. I've only ever said I don't know, but this is giving case. me great fodder for my underscore, <laughs> upper score, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> that mishap I had a few weeks ago. <laughs> Littles, what say you? Write in WTFCpodnet at gmail.com or just go to our website. LoyalLittlesPod.com. And you can drop us a note there. Sign our guest book. And oh, yeah, while you're there. I, I mean, you know, heck, while you're there, just <laughs> sign our guest book. Yeah. Uppercase is to capital as lowercase is to blank. Huh. Maybe we should have another contest. Ooh. I don't know. Best answer. Speaking of contests, Bob Sproul. Little's Picking Games over on Facebook. Yep. He's doing another one for the PGA Golf Tournament. Mm -hmm. If you want to get involved, head on over to Facebook, Little's Picking Games, and all the details will be over there, or you can just get in touch with Bob Sproul by using his Twitter, which is what, Roxy? At The Grand Stander. Right, because that's also the name of his blog. Yes. And we heard all about that in episode... 23. Which was our Super Bowl episode. And if I do recall, we also had Courtney the Goddess on that episode. We did. That was a fun episode. It was our Super Bowl, our first Super Bowl episode, yes. I believe. Mm-hmm. So that's how you can go hear the full Bob, it's called. Yep. You can hear his episode. But if you want to get involved in the golf tournament, which we highly recommend, because it's free. It's free. Oh, he, it's great. He, he gives out a small prize of monetary value if you win. They do also now have another version of it where you can do $5, yes. I think. But that's then separate. Then you win the pot. Yeah, then you win the pot. There's two different, though, so it's... 
doesn't cost you anything if you want to join. Yep. Just head on over there and all the information will be there. Couple announcements, Roxy, before we get to our great Meet the Littles guest. Okay. We did this last time, but it bears repeating. Dan Byrne, all this coming week, May 18th, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. May 19th, Chicago, Illinois. And then May 20th, Davenport, Iowa. Go to danburn.com. If you want to hear our episode, Dan Byrne, episode 30, right, Roxy? Yes. Yeah. Now, again, that was pre-microphone, so be nice, but it's great content. That's one I would love to release the tape. Yeah. We, we were on the phone with him for probably at least two hours. Yeah, and I think so. some of the stories he was telling us, we just had to, you know, we had to edit the episode down, though. But yeah, so danbird.com. Go there. All the information is there. I know there's going to be some Littles in Milwaukee for sure attending. And he already said he will definitely be playing the Wrigley Field song in Chicago for sure. And like I said, just give him a nice lachiserie when you get there, even at the top of the concert, and he'll know you're there. And then he will. He adjusts on the fly, Littles. Oh, yeah. He's crazy. I mean, he's great. He just he'll decide to change things on the fly. Mm -hmm. And if he feels like, oh, there's a song that Littles want to hear, he'll play it. He's so, a pro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And before we get to our Meet the Littles guest, we haven't done a dad joke in a while. How do you know, Roxy, when you've made a dad joke? How? When it becomes apparent. Aww. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, Roxy, great Meet the Littles guest. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hola, pequeños. Soy Cesar Amador de Arlington, Virginia. Y están escuchando el Loyal Little Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Hasta luego. Love's all around the joy of sound that's beckoning me. I've come to the strings, my voice fails me on expressing these things. Life breaks us down, but oh, I'm strong. Well, so I would think. But lately, truths have got me struck with fear, and I can't help but flee. Oh, I know if I hide, I'm just biding my time. We are being played in this episode by a band called Rock Island, and this song is called Theater. Now, this was written and produced by Evan Parrish. And they say the best place to find all their stuff is just on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Just head on over there and search Rock Island. And we'll make sure we put those links in the show notes as well. And as always, we will play the full song, Theater, by Rock Island at the end of the podcast. There's a All you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. Uh, Roxy. Yeah, Chuck. Another one we've already met in person. I know. I'm and excited about this. it was so much fun. Yeah. Please welcome to the podcast, Chief from Somerville. Hey, Chief. How's it going? Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, no. it's our pleasure. I said the name right, right? Yes. Okay. It's easy when you see it 
written out, right? Sometimes people ask me how to spell that. You put an E at the end or whatever. My last name is Cheever, but I've gone by Chi for just yeah. okay. since I was in elementary well, school. I think when we met you, I think I you kept said, calling him Chev. No, I think you said something. <laughs> I did to well me. because I I see it. Right. And I think Chevy Chase or something. I don't know. I don't know no, why I thought that. No, I think that. you told me something about, and maybe I'm just making this up in my head. Something about it's like cheese but with a V. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Or maybe I made that up for myself to remember. Yeah, C H E V. Yeah. My last name is Cheever. Yeah. Okay. Now, before this drives me crazy, I'm going to go into this. I'm just going to put this out there. Littles, I need your, not advice, but your confirmation. Okay. I hear a little bit of Joe Arrow in his voice. A little bit. A, okay. All right. I just bit. wanted to make sure I wasn't going crazy You're here. not crazy, Chuck. And Chief, that's a huge compliment, obviously. Oh, I mean, it, it's great. Joe freaking Arrow, episode three. Yeah, you and Joe so. Arrow are vocal doppelgangers. Yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had the Tim Kirchin. I don't remember who that was, but mm-hmm. anyway, Chief. As you know, we usually, except when Chuck and Roxy babble at the top of these things, <laughs> we turn it right over to you. Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Tell us a little something about yourself. Uh, yes. My name's Andrew Cheever, but I go by Cheeve. I was born on the North Shore of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. I was in a small little town. I was excited to go away to college. Went to undergrad in uh, Philadelphia. Then after graduating, I lived in a tent for four months in Yosemite National Park. Wow. I took what Sully from Boston would call three gap years <laughs> before going to a grad school in New York City. Okay. That's when I first started listening to Mr. Tony's podcast when he's still on the radio. Okay. Wait, can we pause? All right. So, Littles, this is the funny thing. He did fill out the form, I thought. And what did you, what did you say? You spent 10 years in a tent? Three years. No, no, sorry. Oh. I lived in a, a tent in Yosemite National Park for four months. That was my life. Oh, four, four months. months. So, I don't know why yeah, I had... Did I misspeak? I, no, no, probably not. It was probably just me being heard, a dope. I think we heard tent in Yosemite and like kind of blacked out. I well, think that's what happened. I got excited <laughs> because, well, all right, let's put, we're going to come back to that because I got excited because I've actually spent nights in Yosemite myself. Not, yeah. not in a tent. Not in a tent. We'll get there. Uh, I think I've told that story actually. It was for a friend's wedding. And the funny thing is they all stayed oh. in tents. And when he asked me, because I was in the wedding party, he literally said, but don't worry, I already rented you a cabin. but as i've said before it worked out to his advantage because i was by myself he actually spent the night before his wedding with me so he'd have the bathroom in the morning to get ready so it worked out great so i'm like yeah wedding in yosemite that sounds awesome oh it was great it was great i mean it was amazing and we come out of the chap they actually have a chapel there because Mm -hmm. uh in the catholic world i think they must be married in an actual building church Uh, you can't do like an outdoor wedding i guess you have to get special permission yeah something like that so that's why they have the chapel i think that's what they call it and i mean seriously we came out to take pictures outside and you see in the background there's a bear running across the field yeah it's like it was the coolest thing i'd ever seen yeah it was so cool and i actually got to go running a bunch while i was there Mm -hmm. because that's when i was still in the hardcore portion of my running days and it was just amazing. Yeah. It was absolutely breathtaking. So we want to hear about that. Actually, go into that now. What was that like? So, yeah, you, I mean, I, you have a real sense of it. You're describing it. There's a whole little community there, especially in the Valley, because it's just so popular. So yeah. they need all of this staff that is just sort of like the concessionaire. So the weird thing that was about working there was I'm working for the same company that runs the Boston Garden, or I don't know if they do MSG as well, but that those big concessionaire yeah. uh, companies. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they pay you like nothing, but your expenses are nothing because you live in a tent. So your rent is $7 a month or whatever. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. So it did not get paid much, but I was able to save up because I wasn't 
spending it. But then, yeah, they have all this little – it's like an old company town that they have – the little church, there's people that are trails for sort of like running and exercising and tiny little workout areas and grocery stores and some of these things for all of the tourists coming through, but also for the staff. So the other way that I kept my expenses down was I worked at the pizza deck. I got a tip and most people are end up working, uh, what do you call it, just sort of doing the laundry and turning over all of the linens or doing trash cleanup yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I asked to work at the pizza deck, so the hours were a little bit different. I ended up working four tens as well, so it meant like three days off in a row to kind of go hiking or whatever oh, else. Nice. Okay. And you're just right there, so it's amazing. Anyway, so end of the night, someone hasn't claimed the pizza or there's a leftover. You just sort of go through the back hallway, leave it for the cashiers at the grocery store that are connected. And then the next day when you go in for groceries, you buy a six-pack and they only charge you for one beer. Oh. So like, so it was it was an awesome summer. And my goal was, I'm going to spend this summer figuring out what I want to do because I just graduated from college. And in very age 23 fashion, I decided the best thing I had going in my life was this woman from college who I was dating. And I was probably right that that was the best thing I had going, but that is not a life plan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So needless to say, I went back to Philadelphia, made this sort of pronouncement she was like, you know, in so many words, like, uh, actually, I'm not sure if I'm feeling this and you really need to go find your own thing. So I was heartbroken and devastated, but she was totally right. Mm-hmm. And so through those next gap years, <laughs> that's how I meandered my way to applying to acupuncture school. And I went to school in New York. That's how I ended up in New York for four years because I was studying acupuncture. Okay. All right. So we're going to go all over the place. I know. But now let's go back to undergrad. What did you major in and stuff? My degree is in religion, but mostly because after five or six semesters, a counselor was like, hey, you need to pick a major Uh, at some point. Yeah. And I was like, "Uh, well, mm, I have some uh, over here philosophy and math and uh, what this. I took physics for majors for some reason. Oh, mm, I only need three more classes for religion. Let's do that. As you do. Uh, now, did you know when you picked that major, being honest, did yeah. you know like, okay, but there's no way in hell I'm ever going to do anything with this? Did I just use hell? I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I swear I didn't mean to do that. But. Well, I was like excited to go away to school yep. and be in a city, even mm-hmm. though I was not a city person as a teenager. So Philadelphia was a, a phenomenal experience, mm-hmm. but I just was sort of taking classes that looked interesting to me. So we had, I don't know what they call them now, but they were like our core requirements to yep. graduate. Yep. And one of them was something about race and ethnicity. And I was, I was coming from sort of a, an oblivious bubble and I was very skeptical about what is this. And then there was a class called racial justice that was in the religion department. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this sounds so crazy or whatever. Let me just do all my crazy things at once. Yeah. And that was the most profound experience I ever had in classroom. Dr. Katie Cannon, whose grandparents or great-grandparents were sharecroppers, and she had earned her PhD, had all of these crazy stories. And I had never heard anything, the sort of understanding that missionary work could be sort of like harmful or, or racist or imperial. All these things were like revelatory to me. So then after that was like, okay, I'm going to go find these interesting professors I was a, I started as a philosophy major, and I, I'm very interested in philosophy, but it was like, these are just crusty old white guys who like to hear themselves talk and be smart. 
<laughs> religion has like all of these conversations, but then the second half of class is like, and here's what you do about it. Here's the like action to make the world better or how, oh yes, life is suffering. And here's what you can do about it. Right. So there was a woman who studied traditional Chinese religion and grew up in communist China. I was like, this sounds brave and crazy. And she was right. like most humble, generous person that I had classes with. Then there's Dr. Nagatomo, who is like a Zen meditation fanatic, but smoked cigarettes in the hallway, in the stairwell of the classrooms there or whatever. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. So I just took all these classes with interesting professors. And yeah, next thing you knew, I was like, well, oh, a religion degree. So I had a great experience, but it was not like, like Temple University is nothing special to me. My undergraduate degree is nothing special except I got a degree. Yeah. Well, but all the experiences were awesome. I was going to say, you had these experiences, right. which is great. Right. So, okay, so now move to grad school. Where did acupuncture come in? Which was not on the forum, by the way, <laughs> Littles. Uh, right. So my grandmother who maybe, I don't know, has this, I don't know if Sully's grandmother had the same idea about his gap years, but said like, hey, I would like to sponsor you going to see a career counselor. So at, oh my gosh, I was in my mid-20s at this point, and I'm filling out forms that they make junior high kids do about what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. And I met with this woman like 10 times over 10 weeks, and she actually didn't have, she had nothing for me. But in my mid-20s, I was just sort of coasting but having to like fill out these forms and think about it and have a deadline every week instead of like, oh, I'll go live at Yosemite and I'll totally figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. <laughs> no, you're going to hike and like get cheap beer and, and hang out in the woods. But having to go see this career counselor. So by the, the last time I was going to go in and she's like sweating as she says, OK, so now we're going to decide uh, what your career is going to be. <laughs> she had no idea. But I was like. Don't worry about it. I applied to acupuncture school. It's going to be great. So maybe your question was, well, uh, why so, but where did that passion? I mean, you just pulled that out of thin air. Yeah. In doing those Asian religion courses, I had been sort of exposed to okay. Chinese medicine. Gotcha. Okay. And I had some very uncomfortable, weird condition at one point that the doctors had were like, oh, this will either get better on its own or it will get so bad. We'll do surgery while you're in pain. Now we can't do anything for you. Someone said, try acupuncture. Mm -hmm. The acupuncture was like, what are you talking about? I got points for you. I got breathing exercises you can do. I got these herbs you can take. And I just loved being empowered as a patient instead of told like, oh, just suffer until it gets worse that we have yeah. to do this intervention. Right, yeah. But I was like, I can't do healthcare. I haven't had science since I was in seventh grade. But when I decided I need to have a career, like I was there in my mid-20s and I had a salaried job working at the special needs school and I had this terrible lemon I was driving around, but I loved it. And I had a part-time job at a cafe, so I like knew everybody and had these, I don't want to say like connections, but knew the bouncers at the local bar and these sorts of things and was teaching martial arts classes. We had a great party apartment, mm -hmm. but I went into work one day and I was like, I don't want to be doing this when I'm 30. So I decided, like, I need a career. Let me go back. I like being in school. Let me go back to school. But if I just get a master's in religion or education, like, it's going to perpetuate the whole thing. Let me try Chinese medicine. Like, it will be tough. Yeah. But it will be like going back to school and getting a vocation. Uh -huh. Like, I often say, like, I have a master's in science, but I went to Vogue school, really. Yeah, so it really combined everything I knew about Chinese philosophy. A lot mm -hmm. of my classmates were all 
in the weeds, like yin and yang, and what is this? Doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, oh, finally, someone's speaking my language. Yeah. All those classes on like Taoism's finally paying off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the background in martial arts, for like, I want to say having sensitivity to chi, that sounds too woo, but like working with partners, I don't know, you, you do some performance. So there's something about being on stage, right? You get used to working with yeah. a, whatever that sensitivity is to yep. distance and timing. Sure. You like build that up. So I had that from martial arts and it took my classmates to help me unlock it. But that experience was very helpful doing acupuncture practice more like I was in my body. Right. So acupuncture is a very like physical practice for me. I don't know if that makes sense. No, no, absolutely. And we're going to take a break in a little bit here and maybe Roxy can talk to you about that because I don't know, maybe you need acupuncture with your leg now. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) But real quick, you kind of mentioned it. You started listening to Tony when you were in Philly, but how did you become a little and all that stuff? Yes. So I was big into NFL and ESPN when I was in high school and early in college. So it was just sort of around. So I was surprised to remember that PTI didn't start until 2001. I thought it was on when I was in high school, but I guess not. So that was just in the background. Yeah, I think I was in New York and looking for podcasts to listen to. Mm -hmm. The only one I had downloaded was Bowery Boys. I don't know if you know that one. Oh, History of New York City. You would love it. You would both love it. So it was Bowery Boys, but that came out like once every other week. And I was like looking for more things to listen to. So I'm scrolling through ESPN and some of this stuff. What do I really want? I was like, Tony Kornheiser has a show? I thought he was just on PTI. Yep. <laughs> so exactly that was to me. 2010 maybe, and maybe I was even downloading it in two parts or something. So by the time he made the switch to the podcast, I was like, oh, this is a good match for him. Yeah. yeah. I think with, with like the different kinds of ads and those sorts of things. Yep. And then it wasn't until I had been listening for a couple years before I finally like sent in an email. Right. And you get like one past Nigel the goalie and next thing you know, or you have a sense of like, oh, this is what they mean by short and funny. Yeah. And then I got to go to Chatter a couple times, which was like great. Yeah. Claire helped hook me up with Sully here in Boston. Mm -hmm. And I've been like, oh, it's been so great to connect to all of the littles. That's been mm. such a bonus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I so- think that's sorry the best to hear part that, of Tony. You know, about Sully. Oh. But, you know, she tried to do the best <laughs> she could. That's all she could do. But we're going to get into all that. We're going to get into the connective tissue and yep. what Tony means to all of us. But we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are lucky enough to have Chief with us from Somerville. Yes. Never Rivera. Nope. And he was mentioning Sully from Boston. Yes. We which miss is great. Him. We miss him. We do. <laughs> Sully, where you at? What, what up? But speaking of Sully, we want to get into the connective tissue because we met you at an event that I think Claire just threw together. Yeah. It was like right. a meetup at Hurley's yep. in New York Nigel's City. Nigel's Corner. In Nigel's Corner at Hurley's in New York City, 48th Street between Broadway and 8th. Yep. And it was fantastic. There were so many people there oh, that day. It, it was, was amazing. So yeah. And so many new people. Yes. Because we've had some gatherings, you know, not even counting and a summer of little. same people. Yeah, which is fine. <laughs> we love seeing those same people. But Absolutely. This day, which was, you know, what was weird, Roxy, was those same people they weren't, weren't there. there. They weren't there. It was the a whole Mike Wolves, different group. Yep. The, was Brendan in Jersey? He wasn't there. Yeah, Brendan in Jersey, Sam Berger, those mm-hmm. kind of people that usually mm-hmm. show up to almost all the events. I don't know if they just thought, well, all these other people are there and this is our turf and they didn't want to meet. 
meet you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, but what I want to go into is the connective tissue. And that's so important because meetups like that are what make this podcast, what we do worth it. Yeah. Okay. To actually meet you in person and stuff. I know we call this meet the littles, mm-hmm. this segment, but you want to go into, cause you did put this on the forum. You want to talk about La Ligerie. Am I saying that right? Yes. The fantasy. Yes. Yeah. That's the fantasy soccer. Now I think Bobby Gottfried episode 12 came up with that name, right? Yeah. Yep, Gottfried is in the mix. So as people were migrating off Twitter, Sully and Patrick Moffat were setting up these sort of discords. And in one of them, they said, like, you follow Premier League, right, Chief? You want to do fantasy Premier League with us? And this is one of the fantasy leagues where, like, there's not a draft. So you just have $100 at your disposal and you pick which players you want. And then you can make, like, a limited number of transfers each week. So I like playing fantasy sports and I like following English soccer, but the FPL fantasy premier league, like tends to be stressful for me, but Sully and Moffat got me into La Ligerie. And then suddenly I had a community and not just people on a chat board, but a bunch of littles or, or, or littles adjacent. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Oh, now if I feel like a dummy, there's a bunch of other people that will say either, Oh, I made the same mistake. And then I feel better, like, well, at least I'm not as much a dummy as them. Or they say, yeah, you are a dummy, but they say it with a funny gif or whatever. So it's taken a fantasy sport that used to be very stressful for me. And now it's like, oh, I'm looking forward to what Moffat and Pete Brannigan are going to say on their podcast about La Ligerie or whatever else. Now, wait, Pete who? Pete Brannigan? Pete who? Who's that? (laughs) Doesn't have an That means he doesn't have a Chuck and Roxy number yet. (laughs) And while we're here, Sully from Boston, episode 24, yes. Patrick Moffat, episode 64. Do not miss those. No. Great episodes. Now, yes. the Sully one, you know, it was pre-microphone days. So yes. be, be aware. Bear with us. But the content uh, is, But the content know. is, you know, it's pretty good. It's Sully. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, he trashes Roxy multiple times for drinking yeah. Sam Adams, but that's okay. That's why we love him. <laughs> but yeah, I don't even remember the guy's name now. What was it? Pete something? Oh, uh, Peter Brannigan. Okay. Well, get your get in touch with us. Roxy number. Get your truck and Roxy number, baby. All right. Yeah. Now I have to say, I've, they've been trying to drag me into that league for yeah. years now. And I just, all I know about soccer is what I see on Ted Lasso. That's yep. all I know. Yep. So oh, Claire has a team. And sometimes what she like made one, she made one change. <laughs> some weeks she does great. Some weeks she doesn't. But, uh, you know, like everything else with the Littles, it's just, at least for me, is doing something together. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. the content doesn't even matter as right. much as hanging out. Absolutely. Look at him trying to talk me into this. I love it. That's the best way to do it. I right know. there. No, we should do it. We yeah. should do it. We'll see. I mean, people have wanted us to do the other ones. The Berserker the, League? Well, duh. <laughs> you, you don't do that, right? Mm, no. Yeah, I, I can't tell if I'm being seriously solicited or not, so I just sort of let that yeah, I, try, I do the same thing. Yeah. I just let it go. But no, with this year, we also had a request to do, um, I think it was a National League only baseball oh, fantasy yeah, league. I'm just right. like, there's just so many different ones. We just don't have time. You can make one up for any sport. I know, any right? Any division, any anything. And speaking of time, though, we're running out of it. And we still have one more thing. because yeah. I love, So he puts on the form things <laughs> I'd like to talk about. Thing, you know, we do that. Is there something you would like to talk about? So there's a couple things here you're like, I'm going to read it. Something we don't have to talk about, and I'm much less proud of, is the fact that I went to see Julie Taymor's Spider-Man musical back in February of 2011. (laughs) And before we got on the air, I said, oh, we're definitely talking about that. Because it's one of the biggest financial Broadway flops. Now, it ran for a while. It did. 
But here's the thing. Someone didn't do the finances very well because I, I forget the stat. So don't quote me on this if you Google it. That's not fair. I'm not getting my Google machine out here. But something like they said it would have had to run for like longer than Phantom for it to just even break even. That's how much money they put into this show. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm going to turn it over to you. Why did you make that statement? I'm just curious. Why were you not proud of that? Oh, it was... Now, my exposure to theater is just sort of like my mom and other folks being like, you should get a little culture in your life. And I'm like, uh-huh. I should probably get these references and like, oh, but I don't, I'm not a thespian or whatever. I hung out with the theater kids and they had me like move boxes or point lights or whatever. Yeah, so right. Okay. I don't know. So, which is all to say, I just will accept what is presented to me. Okay. okay. But before the intermission at the Spider-Man musical, I was like, oh no. <laughs> Oh, this is so bad. <laughs> and you didn't walk and out. The person who was with me was a great date and was just sort of like loving it and probably knew that from five minutes in. She thought this was delightful that some uninitiated would have this response. She's just sort of like drinking it up. And at intermission, she's like, we can leave if you want. And I was like, no. I was going to say you didn't, well, right? I told grandma we would watch this. Now I feel like we have to sort of like <laughs> go through the whole thing. Okay. Because sometimes that happens. Yeah. And you either regret it or you're like, oh, that's the best decision I ever made. Mm-hmm. Okay. But now I'm asking you a serious question. Now, what was your reaction from act one to act two? Did you have any difference or you're just like, I can't believe I'm still here? What was that? No, it was, well, my date coached me up, like helped me sort of get me in the mode of, I don't know, you're not alone in this. Just sort of like let it wash over you and we can go have sushi and sake and debrief afterwards. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, let me ask but, you one, one more question. Where were you sitting? Oh, the balcony. You were. Okay. Overall, you just thought you were like, this is the worst show I've ever seen, right? Oh, what do they call it when you're just trying out all of the different things in your new show, like a workshop? Yeah, yeah. like a, yeah. Yeah, previews. Yeah. yeah. I thought they were still workshopping these ideas. <laughs> it was brutal. And then as a personal pet peeve, I hate when dancers try to fight. It just drives me bananas. And it was, it was like, ugh. <laughs> I couldn't. Anyway, yeah. I, I just... get it. No, I know exactly yeah, what you're yeah. trying to say. Now, That's the so funny, funny thing I, I think about this is when I saw, I will say this, I, you know, of course, I had some acquaintances in it, you know, either backstage or on stage. So, you know, you try to be as supportive as you can. But I'm with you. I was like, I have to go see this just for the spectacle yeah. of what this mess is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, though, the technicality of the show. That's why I asked where you were sitting because I was in the first mezzanine. And I mean, at one point, I'm sitting on the aisle, and here comes Spider-Man walking right by me. He climbs on the mezzanine balcony thing, and then he swings down to the stage like he was hooked up. And then in Act 2, that's why I was wondering if you left, there's this huge fight above the audience yeah. in the orchestra yep. section. Yep. I mean, so to so me— so to be like more on that level, you could see more— The technical yeah. side, to me, was just—that was the—I almost said brilliance. I won't say brilliance of the show, because there was really <laughs> nothing brilliant about it. The trick of the show. But it was pretty cool. Yeah. To, now, I also did feel like I was at some Disney theme park spectacular show. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it reminded me of, which, to me, that's not Broadway. But that's what the show was. And the kids, of course, loved it, and— People are, especially on in the orchestra down below, they're like looking up like, oh my God, is this person going to, f-? they're fighting over right on top of you. Yeah. It's, it was pretty cool. That stuff. But yeah, the music, especially, who was that? It was not, it was, it wasn't Sting. It was uh, Bono, right? Yeah, it was Bono. Yeah. And it just, they're not musicals guys. No. You know, it's like, I don't know. It was just, it was a very cartoonish, obviously yeah. thing. And you know, one of the cool things I will say at the end of the show, there was like five Spider-Men in the show. There's the one mm. guy who does like the singing and stuff, 
and he doesn't do any of the special effects, uh-huh. you know, because it's too dangerous. These guys are professional stunt artists. Yeah. And then they brought out the five or whatever it was. I think it was at least five, maybe more. Mm-hmm. And they all come out and take off their masks. And so you can see like, oh, who these stunt performers are right. who are risking their lives. And I hate to say it as I don't know if for those of you that don't yeah. follow that, if you want a good Google search, there were a lot of I, sadly, there were a lot of injuries. Equity got involved. They there tried to get involved. There were a couple deaths too, right? I don't, th- I don't remember if the guy death? died. or I think that was a stagehand. Well, the not- one guy. Oh, that was something different. But the guy, the one actor got his legs stuck in one of the yeah, elevator, elevator shafts. shafts that come up and it was, they had to stop the show. Yeah. It it, the whole thing was a complete disaster. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be written about for years. So yep. that's why when I saw that on your form, I'm like, oh, oh we're, we're talking, talking about, about it. <laughs> and like I said, if you look at it from a standpoint of it ran for over nine months, I think, which that's still a flop technically. But I mean, obviously, we've seen shows. Like, right like now, not even open. Yeah, not, not even, even open or run night. like a week and then yeah. they close. And that's obviously a flop. But financially, this was like the biggest. That's a mess. Uh, it was a complete mess. But I'm glad you enjoyed just, yourself. Thanks for supporting <laughs> the theater. Just too many things happening at once. When yeah. I was watching, yeah. I was like, pick a lane. Are we yeah. are we doing stunts? <laughs> make, yeah. it a, make it a stunt show. Is it a musical? Right. Let's do that. There were also a bunch of elements I thought were very interesting. But I, I didn't know. I just felt like bombarded yeah. and yep. the quality was not, I don't know. Sometimes you go see like Cirque du Soleil or something yeah. like that. Yep. You might feel bombarded, but the quality is of such that whatever, you're just sort of into it. But for yeah, Spider-Man, but I would yeah. just With Cirque du Soleil, you also know going in what, what you're, you're getting. getting. That's what you're going 100%, 100%. for. 100%. Right. Yeah. Right. So now be honest. Don't say names. Did your friend like it? Love it? I think she was just tickled. Okay. And I, she's a big, I don't want to get this wrong. I think she's a big Julie Taymor fan. Oh, okay. She was interested. Yeah, that's a good point. She was interested to see how that was going to sure. yeah. translate. Yep. Well, yep. and that was a mess too. She got fired and then mm-hmm. she was in lawsuits for years to get back pay because mm-hmm. she never was paid apparently, but she produced the show. Anyway, that's a whole other story. Yeah. But listeners, for those of you who know, Julie Taymor, she was the mind behind the creative genius of Lion King on Broadway. Mm-hmm. She's the one that came up with the idea for all those puppets. And yep. I mean, obviously, Lion King, huge hit, just celebrated recently their 10,000th performance on Broadway. So she knows what she's doing. She's a name. That was interesting when that came attached to it from the Mm -hmm. beginning. You're right. So, well, Chief, thanks for the trip down memory lane for me. You never saw it, I never saw it. I didn't really have any interest. And when I heard about all the technical issues, I'm like, eh. Well, I just went to see it for like the the train wreck. You have to go see it, you know, just to see what everyone's... You can't look away. Right, talking about. (laughs) So anyway, Chief, can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. Now, you know we have some fun, dumb questions. We hope that's okay. Great. Now, Sully sent the first one in, I think. Sam Adams or Bud Light? I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, really, actually, I want to know. Okay, go, go. Sam Adams Sam Adams. Sam Adams. Oh, good. See, Sully? All right. Yes. Okay, what do you think is the greatest invention of all time, besides Sam Adams? (laughs) Maybe pockets? Are pockets an invention? Ooh. Way to think outside of the box, and that's an excellent answer, sir. I love that. It's true. Pockets make everything better. Yes, they do. Where would we be without pockets? Yeah, what would right, we yeah, do? I mean, we'd have to carry our stuff around somehow. I mean, sadly, women's clothes, the pockets are so small, you can't really put anything in them anyway, so we have to carry around a right. bag. But even but there's yeah. pockets in the purses as yeah. well. So yeah. anyway, that's a great that answer. Is, I have to say, that's the only thing that my wedding dress didn't have ah. that I thought I wanted to have, and that was pockets. But honestly, my dress was so beautiful. I want to wear it again. I don't want to plan another wedding, but I would totally wear my dress again. So it's fine that it didn't have pockets. But yeah, that was... Pockets are great. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) All right, Roxy, what's the next one? Oh, my gosh. What was your favorite toy growing up? So according to my mom, who got asked like a 
person on the street question in, in a local newspaper. They asked her like, oh, yeah, what is your kid's favorite toy? And she said, oh, Pampers boxes. <laughs> and then she got like all, all of her friends were concerned and there was letters to the editor like, oh, does this mom not have money for toys or whatever? Oh, my God. And it's like just my mom being tongue in cheek like, oh, you can get these kids all their toys. And, and what do they want to play with most is the box. Yes. Oh, it's very true. It's and very even when true. you spend, you buy like these like gag stocking stuffers. I do this for my nephews all the time. And my brother-in-law would get so angry because I'd buy these like dollar store trinket toys, mm-hmm. put stocking stuffers, you know, just something to put in their stockings. And, you know, he spends hundreds of dollars and they want to play with the little yeah. 99 cent trinkets. Yeah. And he's like, what the hell, man? Yeah. So it's interesting. And But you're right. I mean, a, a good box. Fun fact about Roxy here. When she was little, like a small, small child, for some reason, I don't remember how this started, but something about, I think my grandpa was involved. I would open a gift and there would be a box and he would say, wow, it's a box. You could play with it all the time. And I'm like, I actually can play with this box all the time. I love this. And so every year growing up, I would get a box and I would say, wow, a box. I could play with it all the time. Yeah. All right. And I'm going to go back to the Spider-Man thing. Okay. If you could squirt any condiment out of your wrist, (laughs) what would it be and why? I mean, that's what Spider-Man did, right? Out of the wrist? It wasn't the the finger. Or was it the palm? Well, depending on which continuity you have, sometimes he makes his own web shooters and sometimes oh. he has little See, web I'm not a big Spider-Man yeah. cray-cray guy. So, yeah. I mean, I, I watched it, but... Okay, so anyway, what condiment would you want? You know, uh, I don't know exactly, but something oily, right? It might be good to have lubricant. Oh, yeah? yeah. Maybe okay. I'm thinking that as a biker. Oh, yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. right. Maybe just like an oily salad dressing. Would that be okay. weird? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I guess they're all weird. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would say hot sauce only so that I can yeah. like fight off. She wants off, it to use it as a weapon. Fight right. off anybody oh. who tries to attack me in yeah. the city. But she Just doesn't like pepper spray. Yeah. Yeah. See, she hates the hot sauce. hot sauce though. That's what's funny. Yeah, I don't really use it. Say, mine's ketchup because that should be the sixth food mm-hmm. group in my opinion. But okay, Roxy, what's next? All right, what three famous people, living or dead, would you want at your fantasy dinner party? So I have been thinking about this one. And I kind of think, I don't know if this is fantasy dinner party, but more fly on the wall. Uh-huh. But Bill Russell passed away here. We're, late, yeah. we're Celtics season ticket holders. Mm-hmm. So I see some of these pictures about Bill Russell and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Muhammad Ali when they get together for those summits. Yeah. So I don't know if they would ever come to a dinner party I had, but if I could be a fly on the wall for a dinner or a meeting they were having, yeah. that'd be pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Cool. No, they have to come. It's our it's our dinner party it's for a, you. Yeah. So they have to come. And it's a fantasy so, dinner party. It's a fantasy. So yeah, yeah, of course yeah. they would come. Okay. So. Yeah. All right, Roxy, let's end with some uh, rapid fire. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Oh, crunchy. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. Ooh. Pancakes or waffles? I guess waffles. Oh, hesitant. Okay. Cups up or down in the cupboard? Cups down. Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? Never not funny. Excellent. Yeah. All right, let's end with that. Chief, can't thank you enough for finally coming on. This has been great. Is there anything we can plug for you? How can people get in touch with you if you want to be gotten in touch with? Yeah, I'm at Master Chief on Twitter. And yeah, just message me if you want to talk about comic books or martial arts or acupuncture or English soccer or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, La Ligurie. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, All right. Well, awesome. thanks again. We really appreciate it. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. All right. Well, thanks again. Another shout out to Sully. Yep. I don't know why. I think he uh, put us in touch at one point. But then, like I said, we finally got to meet you. Yeah. It was great. That was great. We really appreciate you taking the time. 
Thank you very, very much. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. This is Eric Londigan, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Chief, for coming on to Meet the Littles. How much fun was that, Roxy? Always great. Such a nice guy. Yeah. Seriously, Littles. We got to hang out with him in person first. Yep. And it was so much fun. Oh, yeah. That day a was time. a lot of fun. Yeah. And to hear those stories, and I love that he thought he was going to get away without talking about Spider-Man. Uh-uh. <laughs> Absolutely not. Now, <laughs> apparently, I, t- I asked uh, Sid mm-hmm. if she had ever seen it. She hadn't seen it, but she saw all these clips, apparently, because our friend Josh was in it. Now, he had to be a replacement. I didn't even realize yeah, he was in the show. That. This is before we were, I was playing softball and stuff, so yeah. I didn't know any of these guys. Right. And, yeah, she said she had some thoughts on it. Maybe we'll get them next time. Simon, too. <laughs> like I said, we were trying to get a third wheel on this yeah, episode because I wanted to talk out. about Spider-Man a little bit. But good times. I'm glad he got to see it. I'm, his reactions are great. That's just all I can say. <laughs> all right, Rox, let's get to some of the email. We're going to do this one first. Dear Choxy, I'm listening to episode 230, and I have two stories I wanted to share. One time I was training at work. There was about 30 people locked in a room doing training on running a project. There was a lot of teamwork in small groups, then presenting to the room. After my group presented, I was the speaker, I asked the room if they had any questions. I get one question. Do you email the Tony Kornheiser show? I laughed and smiled ear to ear, but the dude got scolded for asking a ridiculous question. (laughs) This was right before La Cheeserie started. So this guy would periodically send me work emails that simply said La Cheeserie until I left the company. (laughs) Second story. My seven-year-old son met a friend on the plane one time heading to Disney World in Florida. Not only did we bump into this kid at two different Disney park rides in different parks, we also saw him at our hotel twice. Whoa. A hotel he wasn't even staying in. What? Yeah, that's where it got a little weird for me. My kid will still periodically bring up this friend he met named Ben, and this was two years ago. We went on the trip with extended family and saw the other kid more than we saw some of the family. Uh. Episode 178. (laughs) A-B-T-A-H-S. We ain't doing better next time, people. P.S. <laughs> you are lovely humans. Aww. Isn't that sweet? We're lovely humans. He's never even met us, but he thinks I we're know, a lovely human. that's humans. so nice. Now, that's a little weird because, like, what's yeah. the kid doing at your hotel? Well, okay, some of the hotels... Are if they you, resorts, if you, right? Yeah, if you stay in the park, you know, I'm sure... I think there's stuff to see. We always, when we would go down, we would stay just outside the park. Yeah. It was nice to ha- kind of have a little getaway spot, but yeah, I, I guess there's stuff to see and do. Like, okay, I, I don't know, I don't know. I, it's been a while since I've been there. Can I have a Disney World story real quick? Sure. Okay, it involves exes. I hope it's. I was course, just gonna ask that, Chuck. Well, sort of. Okay, so you know how I, maybe you don't know this, littles. You get in free on your birthday. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. So y- if you ever get down there for your birthday, you get in free. Okay. Whoa. So It'll be too hot for my birthday. We'll go for your birthday. A dear, yeah, that's true. A dear friend of mine. Speaking of hot, Roxy. <laughs> oh God. Side note: <laughs> the guy I'm going in to replace, he just posted last night because they're loading in to the Gamage Auditorium in Tempe. A hundred degrees in Tempe. No. Yes, I'm going to be dying. But Have anyway, fun. but it's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. Okay. So anyway, so my roommate that I was living with at the time, 
She was going down to Florida. She's like, why don't you come to Florida? We'll go to Disney World. I think she even had a free pass. Or no, no, I had a free pass because it was when I was, I had just got done with Disney's High School Musical Mm -hmm. and they gave us free passes, you know, to get into the park. Okay. So I decide to do it. I jump on a flight Southwest, go down to Orlando and we're in the one of the parks. I think we're in the Magic Kingdom. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, there was someone that I met on tour from probably about 10 months before this because uh-huh. we tacked and everything and uh, in Pittsburgh and it was someone from Pittsburgh and I just randomly ran into them at this park. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the most weird thing ever and it's not what you think. It's not, I guess I shouldn't have said about an ex. It wasn't yeah, about Yeah, I'm a, trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, no, it really right, wasn't about an ex. I guess maybe the roommate. Yeah, sure. The roommate. <laughs> Air quotes. No, no, but I don't know. But I guess what I'm trying to say, I mean, how random is that, though, that to run into them at the park? Yeah. Someone I haven't even talked to in over 10 months yeah. from a different city, and mm-hmm. it was just very odd. It's a it was very, very small odd. world sometimes, so, Chuck. Okay. Now, Littles have probably been waiting for this the entire episode. I know they have been. How depressing... The D.C. Defenders let us down. Did they ever come up with a name? I don't think so. The it, championship. Just the championship of the XFL, which is kind of depressing. You, They should have come up with something. Mm-hmm. The um, chip? The, the chip. Sh- yeah, the something. Ship? Yeah. Wait, why is it the chip and not the ship? Because it's a championship. Well, it is the ship. The ship. But everyone says chip. Well, because you win a championship. Like a chip? You know? <laughs> I don't know. Not like a chip Like a Lay's potato chip? No, not like a potato chip, <laughs> but like a, a chip. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> that's a softball thing. Anyway. But I was going to open with this, and I'm like, nah, I knew we had this email. And yeah, you were very disappointed. I was I was a little disappointed. And then, you know, because we had that other email about how you can't take the XFL serious when a team that shouldn't have, shouldn't have even been in the playoffs, essentially. Mm-hmm. They had a losing record. Yeah. We had another 7-3 and three team that didn't make the playoffs because you can only have two from each division. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have even been in the playoffs, but, you know, Mr. Stoops, he got them coached up, and they yeah. won. Yeah. Fair and square. Yeah. But it was a little depressing because I – I think it was because they couldn't do the beer snake. They weren't they allowed. Really? I guess not. I was catching Why? little tidbits of that. They had the garbage can with the cups from the last game. They brought it with them, I guess. <laughs> and it was off the side of the field. I don't know. I guess they, they weren't allowed, you know, because this was at a neutral site. That's lame. So I don't know. I don't know if they couldn't do it or. Wait, so the beer snake doesn't happen everywhere? I guess. No, This it was a DC Defenders thing. Oh. It was the snake. Yeah. Interesting. So anyway, so bummer. I guess Washington, D.C. fans, you're still looking for a football team, I guess. <laughs> no, but the, come on. That was a great season. That was, It was yeah. a great season. Uh-huh. But anyway, all right. So last one. Okay. Chuck and Roxy. Oh, I should preface this with, I think it's Roop. It's either Roop or Todd Decay that's going to have breathe. Just breathe. Okay. Before, you, before you type an, an, a response to this email, <laughs> just breathe. Okay. Chuck and Roxy. The most memorable Christmas I had as a kid was when my Uncle Norbert who never bought us gifts, ever. One Christmas bought us all gifts. I was about eight years old. He says, my oldest sisters got Walkmans. I got a Red Ryder BB gun. Yes, the one from the movie. (gasps) And my parents got a VCR, VHS, not Betamax. Sorry, Chuck. (laughs) Later that week, we had some neighbors over to watch the first movie on the new VCR. I was all excited to watch a movie in my pajamas with a big bowl of popcorn. My parents rented a VHS from the library. Just as they were about to put the tape into the VCR, someone asked what movie they got. I was thinking Star Wars or maybe Jaws. <laughs> they replied, we got Gandhi. Gandhi? What? What's Gandhi? <laughs> I'll tell you what Gandhi was to an eight-year-old boy. 
boring two yes two vhs tapes of boring yeah never watched it again jonathan chopinski beltsville maryland episode 230 now i don't remember it definitely wasn't two tapes on betamax maybe that's why beta was superior maybe to the vhs Mm -hmm. i don't know but yeah yeah that's not a movie that you would want to have I mean, it's. I'm sure it's very educational. I've actually never seen it, but I'm yeah. sure very educational. Gandhi did a lot of, yeah. you know, so yes. Okay. Hey, look, it was Best Picture. I believe it won Best Picture. But for an eight-year-old, yeah, really? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Really? Although the eight-year-old knew what Jaws was. He was, <laughs> he was going to be excited well, to see too. Jaws. That Not too. sure that would be such a good thing. But no. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars. Yeah, that'd be great. That would have been cool. Yep. Sorry, man. And I, I don't know who that just pissed off, but I know we're going to get... I think it's Roop. I think he's the one that... He came at me when I said something like... Oh, I dropped yeah. it in the background or something about that you I thought did. it was a terrible movie. <laughs> but again, I was like eight years old, yeah, I think, when, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. when that came yeah, out. Yeah, so. it's hard to find an appreciation for it right. when you're that young. It's hard to what find an appreciation know. for a lot of things when you're that young. But maybe if we watch it now that we're older... Yeah, but I'm also wondering why we never had to watch it in school. I would think that would be a mm. great educational movie to watch in school when we learned about all that stuff maybe but anyway maybe because it was two vhs tapes they didn't have the time time. yeah (laughs) yeah all right roxy well that's all the time we have another quick reminder we'll keep you updated on twitter and stuff like that we're going to try to get some episodes out we're not sure it's just the schedule for me is not really working because the last time we tried to do a remote episode it just sounded really bad i thought yeah but we want the sound quality to be good And so we'll be back at you soon. Don't worry. Yep. All right, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Just do it. Just go. It's all there. It's all there. Facebook. Instagram, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter. Email. But make sure you then go to them and give us follows and likes and all that stuff. And if you do listen on Apple and iTunes, please don't forget to give us a nice rate and review over there. Thanks once again to Chi for coming on to Meet the Littles. Always a good time. Yes. Lots of fun. Even though he's friends with Sully. That's (laughs) That's okay. okay. We'll we'll forgive you for that. (laughs) And Roxy, we're almost just over a month from Jingle Fest. Oh, boy. How exciting is that? Oh lots boy. of things coming up this summer. Yes. Lots of details coming up, hopefully soon for Jingle Fest. We've got some big announcements for Summer of Littles. Uh-huh. And I'm, then we'll have some big stuff for La Cheeserie Night as well. Yes. So we're looking forward to that. As always, Roxy, if you need a grip for your stick. Go to stickgrip.com. If you need a book, any book. Well, not any book. Most books. Go to aaronsbooks.com. But use the search Use the search there. and figure it out. Yeah, and you'll figure it out if they have it. And if they do, when you get to the checkout section, don't forget to, in the comments, make sure you use the code. LLPOD. Use it, people. Bye. Uh, I thought they were still workshopping these ideas. Love's <laughs> all around the joy of sound that's beckoning me. I've come to the strings, my voice fails me on expressing these things. Life breaks us down, but oh, I'm strong, or so I would think. But lately truths have got me struck with fear, and I can't help but flee. Oh, I know if I hide, I'm just biding my time Oh, it comes and goes The noise all around me feels hollow and empty My heart attacks, I feel so sad While I cheer and laugh and smile back I hope you know 
all for show There's a fight that comes back like a heart attack To be strong, to be brave It's what gets me past I The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, no. Oh, yeah.